0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring. With hosts Mary and Faye. Mary is a radio talk show host. Author of the popular book, A Pocket Full of Prayers, A Heart Full of Hope, and A Faith-Based Intuitive. For over 20 years, Mary has shared her intuitive, angelic guidance with clients from all over the world and from all walks of life. Mary's clients have called her the Soul Whisperer, as she has the gift to ignite passion and create results from hearing the voice within their soul. Mary's goal is simple, to make your life better than it was the day before. Mary is the founder of Global Healing Solutions. Faye is an international speaker and educator, published author, TV personality, radio talk show host, Transformational healer, spiritual minister, vibrational artist channel, and a true sacred listener. Faye founded her company, A Needed Escape, to give her clients a well balanced life of peace, joy, and contentment.
0: Hello, and welcome to What If You Just Imagine. Today, we are, believe it or not, Faye is going to interview me about my book. And some of my intuitive readings, my book, Apocryphal of Prayers, A Heart Full of Hope. Let me welcome our fabulous co-host, Faye Nolman, to the show and say, take it from here.
2: Okay. Hey, Mary. Well, once again, it is a traditional New Jersey August day where it feels like you're sitting in a sauna So hopefully we'll give you some information today that will help keep you cool, excited, and uh, vibrating up to the next level. I'm pretty excited to be able to be bringing Mary out of her spiritual closet this afternoon. Um, Sometimes when we have the gifts that we have, they become so much a part of just who we see ourselves as that we don't necessarily see those gifts as gifts. And we just take them as this is who we are and this is who we be. So, Mary, I, I know that in a lot of the conversations we've had together, you and I do share that. So when you decided to birth a pocket full of prayers, a heart full of hope, How did you come upon that name for this book? Well, Faye, thank you for that
0: question. Um, This manuscript was written about 26 years ago. And at the time, as as you know, it was the type of thing where you had to get uh, somebody to read it or get an agent and and all those things. There wasn't any of this self-publishing stuff going on that we have now. But I wrote that book, at, that manuscript at a time when I thought there was so much going on in my life, unbeknownst to me, say what was in store for me all these years later in the future. So at that time, my life was based upon a, a, a prayer life, having a, a prayers to lean on, prayers to the angels, to God, to higher powers. And I felt that for me at that time, prayers gave me hope. So that's why I named it that, because I thought if we always had just a pocket full of prayers with us all the time. Because we do, because a lot of people do memorize certain prayers or phrases of, of prayer like. Dialogue to their higher power. Then we always are carrying with us a heart full of hope.
2: That's beautiful. I can feel. I can feel your heart in that, just as you described it to us. Um, do you have? Since you mentioned that people like to memorize prayers and hold that close to them and use them to help keep them balanced or centered or bring peace into their world at times when they're feeling less than peaceful. Do you yourself have a particular prayer or does it depend on what you're experiencing in the moment? Um, Sometimes
0: it really does depend on what I'm experiencing in the moment, but I came to an awakening, a realization, you know, the prayer that, uh, the, the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And all of a sudden, one day I just stopped and put a, a period there. It was like, wait a minute. It goes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and et cetera, et cetera. But Wednesday I put the period there, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it made me realize I shall not want for anything. The angels provide, the universe provides. There's abundance for all of us. I shall not want for my, for my health, for my well-being, for my mental state. So for me, I do say that every day. And I also say today is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And that gives me a sense of being happy. And why not be happy when I know I shall not want.
2: Wonderful. And the Lord, this is the day the Lord has made. And as we are our co-creators along with God, so we too are, that's beautiful. First thing in the morning, you're, you're making that conscious choice to create your day and to carry that prayer side by side with the creator and be that co-creator.
0: Ah, I have
2: goosebumps. Mary, <laughs> Ma- <laughs> I
0: was there. Yeah, that co-creating piece, Bay, we, we sometimes that co-creation, that co-creation piece, we are co-creators. We are divinely inspired. We are co-creating our destiny in the moment because what we're thinking about today is creating our tomorrow. So thank you for for reminding our listeners about that co-creation.
2: Yes, ma'am. So, Mary, many of us have feelings of wanting to put our thoughts into the written word for the world to receive. I know personally, I have many beginnings of many books in many different notebooks all over the house. Um, I have actually been published in a collaborative book called The Power of Faith, and that was pretty exciting to actually see my name published in a book. Um, Yet I know I still have so many other beginnings floating around in limbo. What was your motivation to see this book project to completion?
0: Well, say have you ever had an angel pat you on your shoulder and said, "This is what we're going to do, and I will do this with you"? In the book, there are stories and prayers, actually from divinely inspired readings from angels. So, so these I felt were as if these they were. They were using me in some way to write my story, but to also give me the foundation and the backbone and everything that I needed as a foundation for what was ahead for me. In this book, Through the Angels, I was writing in the moment,
2: but I was writing my
0: future, and I did not know that at the time. So what do you, what do you mean? What do you to- you mean-
2: what do you mean by that, Mary? What do you mean by that? You were writing your future but didn't know that at the time. Well, the angels and God knew what I
0: would need to be able to stand firm, stand tall, stand confident, and not collapse under tremendous heartache, trials, pressures, and losing family members. When I wrote this, I thought I was writing about what was going on with me in the moment, which we had to do more financially, more lack of confidence and things. But I found the manuscript in the back of a closet after I moved a few times. And when I pulled the book, the manuscript out, and I read it again, after all of this had happened to me. Losing my husband, losing um, my my sister in a car, car crash, losing my sister-in-law, losing four friends, losing my dogs, losing my brother, losing my mother. Wow. Just saying it is uh, traumatic and, 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 and amazing.
2: I can Someone feel that. And we're, that. We're, were all those losses within a short period of time to each relative yeah, to each were, other,
0: they were they were uh, quite a few, and my nephew also, uh, my sister-in-law's son. So my nephew, uh, Frank's uh, nephew, he died, and yeah, I mean, I didn't wasn't able to grieve one death when there was another one happening. So how did I stand? What did I use? Who did I rely on? And. For me, God, it was my Bible. It was holding on so tight because I would wake up in the morning. I would say, do I want to get out of bed because what might happen? But the Lord was my, for me, my strength in times of this deep sorrow, what I was going through. So I read this one one sentence that I had written so many years ago. Now, as your heart begins to find a new level of comfort, that comfort, God has shown you, you now, in turn, are able to reach beyond that pain and minister to someone else's heartache. I wrote that 25 years ago, and I was sitting there and I said, my gosh, that's what I do now. I do minister in so many ways. To so many other souls whose hearts are hurting, whose lives are in turmoil and confusion, whose hearts are grieved, who are having financial problems, in distress, all the things that I was going through, losing so many family members and friends, my emotional well-being say, and my health suffered, my finances went into a tailspin. And I could not live the lifestyle I once enjoyed. So there was so much going on. And when I read that and I said, my gosh, look what the angels and God were preparing me that I would know that through it all, that God was there by my side. The angels were there giving me comfort and strength. And that's what I do throughout this book. And what I do with global healing solutions,
2: God into it and minister to your people. What a way to be in service with God at your side That's am- and and the, and the and the angels, of course, of course the the god's right hand and and what an amazing um realization looking back at something that you had written 25 years ago and being being able to connect the dots to see that you had gotten that inspiration, weren't ready to receive it 25 years prior. And now all these years later, looking at it and going, boom, light bulb, chorus of angels singing, you know, cue the divine. <laughs> it's
0: awesome. Yeah. Pretty much sums that up. You know, I, To this day, I still get messages through my Bible. I'll get a word here on one page. I'll get two words on another page. And before I know it, it's kind of like automatic writing. I have a message. I have a story that's so spot on that sometimes it's it's scary. But messages of love for our world, our our government, personally, family members, uh, brotherhood, all kinds of things that, really set the tone to realize that one we're not here for a long period of time in evolution and in and in and in eternity. We're not here but for a blink of an eye. But to yeah, know so- what's beyond here, Faye, to know what's beyond when we leave here in physical form, what the soul and the spirit encounter, and so many messages, not just from the Bible, but from the people that I had the privilege, and I say the privilege, to read for, to have these sessions with, to hear their heartache, their hopes, their stories, their dreams, to be able to connect them with someone that has passed over, that gave them an inspiring and beautiful message of hope and comfort. This really is not if I have, I've kind of changed that, that this was a gift that God gave me. It's a gift that I get something out of every reading, every session. And I know that's true of you, too, that uh, what you do, your divinely inspired work brings back to you tenfold what you give out, but in a way of spiritual uh, uh, attainment. That's what we're looking at here. Isn't, isn't that true, Faye?
2: Yes, in, in a very roundabout random way. Um, since we're energy and we're working with energy just in different forms, whenever we give out, we receive back. And I know that whenever I work with someone, especially with energy work, People, The first question people ask is, how do you do that for so long without getting tired? And I said, because I'm receiving as well as giving. And you're telling me the same thing with the readings that you're doing. Now, I want to dive into how you do your readings in just a moment, but I'm intrigued, and I'm sure our listeners are intrigued, by what you said, that you open up your Bible and you see a word here and you see a word there. How do you get a message from that? Like, can you give an example of what sort of message you may have had, or maybe one you're currently working on? And like, do you just randomly open up the Bible, or how does that work? Oh my gosh!
0: Sometimes I'll actually get a page number it comes through my mind, but oh, uh, faith! I have so many through so many years of doing this, but. I'll give you a quick one. You know, men in blue are usually known as the police. And my nephew's name is Joseph, and his father is a police officer. And he's not able to really uh, speak uh, right now. He's having some problems with his, his speech. And he's a few years old. So one day I, I was opened the Bible, and it said, the man in blue and now these are different places, has a son named Joseph. Don't worry. His
2: tongue will loosen
0: and he will speak.
2: Oh, wow. And you you immediately knew who that was and what it was for.
0: His name is Joseph, the man in blue. He's a police officer. His name is Joseph. I think it's pretty clear and he can't speak. (laughs) Don't worry, his tongue will loosen and he'll speak. And And I picked that up and I sent it to my sister to give to my nephew. And, you know, there's hope in that. And he is getting better. Things are starting to move a little bit. But you have hope that when that's so direct, that what we are seeing here on the physical level, we can tend to think, oh, my goodness, what doctor does he go to? How many speech therapists? What What's causing this? And we're so enmeshed in that realm of energy. But when you get a message like that, his tongue will loosen and he will speak. You take it up That's- to the spiritual level and then you go back to past life and you say, why did he come into this lifetime like that? Was he a monk in another lifetime where they didn't speak? What does he, what does he have to catch up with? What vibration? Having that information and believing in that information means everything to the person and the people around them.
2: That's powerful. That's powerful. And the reason that I went back over that you know, to you is very obvious what the message was. I know there have been times where I've had readings um, from different people and something that was very obvious to them I'm looking at them saying what are you talking about you know sometimes when it's right in front of your face you don't see it so the fact that you have that clarity to be able to divine this information and then to be able to share it is is very very powerful and healing so let's skip to your readings just for a moment I know you do more of a Edgar Casey type of reading with your clients um, I, I joke but with love when I say that you have this ability to climb into somebody's soul and just pull things out that they didn't even realize were there can you speak a little bit about that well
0: yes thank you Faye for bringing that forward uh, a lot of times we come into this lifetime and the soul has a purpose a mission what are we here for why do we come back again What group of people did we decide to put on the stage with us in life? We're all teachers and we're all students in the school of life at the same time, as you know, always learning, always teaching. So sometimes when the soul comes back, we, we in our mind, create so much around us that we forget to sit and listen to that clear, distinct Small voice of the soul tenderly guiding us, saying, Hey, remember me? Remember, hello, remember why <laughs> we came back here? What do you mean going this way? We were supposed to go that way, and I'm a little tired of sitting here waiting to get things done. You know, where's the motivation? Where's the remembrance? And in conversations with my clients and Feeling that energy of, like, please remind them that we are meant to do this, and this is the true passion. Question her or him on this. Remind them that, oh, here comes the grandmother, and here comes somebody that, that loved them as a child, and they remember them from school. They're over on this side now, and they have a message. And you bring the message, and you bring it in with something that, is so either small or big. I had a woman who started to use her husband's razor on her leg. And he used to say, don't use my razor. Leave my razor alone. But he died, and she decided two days before I met with her, Faye, to start using his razor again. And he mm-hmm. came back and said to me, I see she's using my razor again, but tell her it's okay. I don't need it where I am. And with that, yeah, and with that, just that opening, he went on to say a lot more things that were a lot more meaningful, and reminding her that her job wasn't a job, because she would say to him when she left for work after he died, "Here I go again, Joe, going to his job," and had to do with um, driving a bus for for children. And he said, "No, you're not going to your job. You're going to your purpose." For those children, you are their angel. And she had had relationships that helped these children believe in themselves. So I said to her, See how he reframed that? That you're going out for your purpose, not a job. And your job is to be that angel to that person, that child that needs you today. Changed her whole attitude. And it was a wonderful message, even for me for all of us. So I never know what I'm going to get. But um, you know, God knew, say, well, all those years ago as it went by that, you know, I would I would have to look for the angels and divine guidance, relying on God's love and his spirit, his friendship, his kindness and loyalty, and most of all his promises and his wisdom and God knew I had him to pray to, to cry to, and to ask over and over again, why, why, why? This is what we do, right? We ask why, but then one day the angels came and they said, why do you keep asking why? Why don't you ask how? And I said, what do you mean how? Lord, how can I use all of this deep heartache to serve and honor you? Because the angels and God knew I would need him again and again to start over day by day to restore my soul. I needed God to bridge that gap between love and grief and to awaken my soul to an eternal, uh, deep and abiding faith. God knew, Faye, that I needed to rise up and continue on for his, his glory. And, you know, one of the things that it helped me, and it helps us all, is that during the, the hardest times, I, I kept a smile on my face. I smiled. And laughter and humor, even though my heart was breaking at times, I knew that to have that smile, to give it away to others, motivated, kept me strong. And this is what the book is about. The prayers are from the angels. And there's also Bible verses in there for different things that come along, financial financial problems, emotional problems, different things to touch back to, to have our soul remember. Yes, this is truly who and what I'm connected to, divine love and guidance. And um, I want to quote my Angelou just for a second. She says, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. You know, joy is a spiritual quality, say, which is always available within us. The more we acknowledge joy, the more we will experience it. Kahil Gibran, the poet, reminds us that your joy is your sorrow unmasked. For me, humor is akin to the joy uh, that keeps us going, that keeps us motivated, and to keep that smile on our face, even in the worst of times. It gives us hope, and it gives us love. And this is what the purpose of that book is, hope and love. So back to you, Faye, and, and I think we're coming to the end, but... Please I was going to say
2: down. we're just about at the end. This is this week. I could go on and on with this conversation. Um, it certainly sounds like a pocket full of prayers, a heart full of hope, would be a good book to have in physical form versus an e-form, and keep it by the bed or keep it at the desk for any time during the course of the day. Just flip it open and get some energy, get some enlightenment, get some inspiration. Mary, tell tell our listeners how they can find your book. It's on um, Amazon. Just just uh,
0: Google, you know, search "Pocketful of Prayers, Heartful of Hope." It's also a link on my website, Global healing utionscom Global Healing Solutions. My uh, email is maryanswersnow at gmail.com. And, say uh, thank you for getting me through this inter- interview so, so easily and effortlessly. And that's the
2: beauty of who you are. How do people get in touch with you, Faye? Okay, you're very welcome, Mary. It's been my divine privilege to pull you out of your spiritual closet. <laughs> um, thank you. People can... Uh, reach me by going to my website, www.aneededescape.com. And instead of spelling it, just find it on the description below the show and click the link there. I'm so happy to have had this time with you, Mary, and with our listeners today. And I look forward to the next time that we meet.
0: Thank you. And and heads up to our listeners, uh, I'm pretty sure Mary is going to be interviewing Faye in the near future on some of the wonderful things that Faye is doing. And she certainly brings a wealth of uh, personality and knowledge uh, on a vibration that we all are going to want to aspire to. So until next time, listeners, thank you for your uh, loyalty to us. And listen in and in the meantime this week, keep a pocket full of prayers and a heart full of hope in your in your heart. Bye bye. Bye bye.